We are talking fire safety tonight on Local News Live. Uh, of course, there have been several high-profile fires uh, this month alone, including in the Bronx, in New York, uh, in Philadelphia, terrible fires. Uh, also, several house fires around the country that have claimed several lives, almost entire families uh, in one instance. In some instances, one of those is in New Orleans, uh, the New Orleans area of Slidell, Louisiana. It was a fire last week that claimed four members of the same family. Uh, we want to play that story now for you from our affiliate Fox 8 WVUE out of New Orleans as they covered this fire last week. Uh, and then we're going to speak uh, with an expert on fire safety, uh, and that is someone from the Louisiana Office of the State Fire Marshal. So uh, listen first to the story about this fire last week in New Orleans, in the New Orleans area, uh, and then listen to for some ways to keep you and your family safe. Fire broke out around 1.30, the awakening neighbors along the Eden Isles Canal. And I heard the boom, I think, or saw the lot flashing in the window. I don't know which. It was really close together, and I saw it, and I said, it's a fire. Carol Lenata woke her husband, Kenny, who tried in vain to rescue the family inside the house next door. People were in there because they see the cars out there, and I kept telling them, I kept, I kept telling the fireman guys on it, you know, people are in there. When firefighters finally went in, it was too late. The fire claimed four victims, including 40-year-old Stephen Lusto, his 33-year-old wife, Phoenix, and their daughters, Mackenzie, 10, and Peyton, 5. It is so sad. The beautiful children, nice family. They were enjoying the water experience. Firefighters rushed to the scene from a nearby firehouse. We were actually playing catch-up. Uh, it was tough on our firefighters, uh, you know, pulling the victims out but they did everything they could to give this family a chance. As they continue their investigation, firefighters say smoke detectors may have made a difference in saving lives. They say there was one smoke detector in the home, but it was in a non-working condition. You know, let's not let these lives pass in, in vain. Let's use this incident today to educate our public how important a smoke detector is they save lives. The St. Tammany coroner says none of the victims appears to have been burned. This is most likely going to be an inhalation, but again, uh, that's speculation at this point until we get the autopsies. As tragic as this fire was, it could have been worse. We did multiple searches. There was a fifth family member that was not present. We are told an older son was away with family on the South Shore as the fire destroyed this Slidell home, claiming four family members. I'm joined now by Ashley Rodriguez. She is the head of public affairs for the Louisiana Office of the State Fire Marshal. Ashley, it's good to see you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, but unfortunately, we often talk under sad circumstances, and that is the case yet again uh, with news of this tragic fire out of Slidell, Louisiana. They claimed the life of four people, including two children. What can you tell us about this fire and about generally where we are this time of year uh, with fire-related deaths? Sure. So specific to this fire, very, very sad situation. Uh, like you mentioned, four individuals of this family, two children. Uh, and it just was a situation where, unfortunately, because they didn't have a working smoke alarm, they never knew what was going on and never had a chance. Uh, and in that case, uh, what ended up occurring, that uh, investigators have determined that the fire began on the exterior of the home uh, near the, the back door, uh, a back window. 
And at this time, while they'll probably never be able to definitively say what that exact cause was, they have not been able to rule out several electrical factors relative to electrical wiring underneath the full deck um, backyard that they had, uh, decorative lighting that they had up on that patio, um, and just a sad situation altogether. But what they do know is that that fire began outside and then it just grew and grew and grew. And nobody knew about it until it reached some propane tanks that were on that back porch and those exploded, then alerting the neighbors to call 911. Um, so really what came of that, uh, as it does uh, very often, it's unfortunate, but we've always got to look at the silver lining to try to take any tragedy and make it uh, a preventable situation for someone else. And so in this instance, we want to make sure that everyone knows that smoke alarms save lives. They can't just be in your home. They've got to be working. And there's a very simple way to check that they're working. Press that test button. Nobody wants to hear the alarm go off, but this is an opportunity to guarantee that that life-saving device is working and will be working when you need it most. It's another opportunity to teach your family a home escape plan. It's no good if you know there's an emergency, but you don't know how to react, especially for children. Take that monthly test and get everyone together and say, hey, what happens when you hear this alarm? You should know one or two ways out of every room in your home and know where to go outside to meet everybody. So once everyone's in that safe place and can tell that everyone is safe, you can call 911 and get help to try to prevent any further damage for the property. But it's very important to know what to do. We all know that when we have a panic situation, our brains sort of shut off a little bit and we stop thinking clearly. But if you've got that second nature on knowing what to do when you hear that alarm, you will feel empowered and you will know what to do and you won't have fear sort of freeze you up, especially children. Children tend to hide and that makes it even harder when someone is trying to go in to find them and save them. In yeah, addition, you mentioned, sorry. Oh, uh, in addition, you mentioned that this time of year uh, is, is definitely... Uh, a time where we unfortunately see the most uh, fatal home fatalities of the year. And that's not just us in Louisiana, that's across the country. Those cold times are when people start taking uh, more risks to stay warm. Um, and we certainly have advice for trying to avoid those risks, but still remaining warm in your home. Yeah, and I do want to get to that too, uh, but just back to the fire in Slidell for a moment, just wanted to point out that those four victims died of smoke inhalation. They did not have burns on their bodies, and that tells investigators that a smoke detector could have saved their lives, correct? And that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. When they think about fire, their fear comes with the concept of flames. The truth of the matter is the smoke is what takes people down. It When you're asleep, can put you into a deeper sleep until your lungs are robbed of oxygen and everything just shuts down. Uh, it also makes it very difficult for you to be able to escape um, in a timely fashion because as we know, when we're children, we're taught that you get low to the ground when there's a fire. Well, that's because smoke rises and it will take over the top where the oxygen is, is down. So you stay down and that's where the oxygen is, but it also makes it really dark. So then you're again, unfamiliar with where you're going. So if it's not practiced, you're now panicking because things are not as they seem. So the smoke is what happened in this situation. That fire occurred outside, but it got so large that it was able to seep in through the attic space and in the other you know, nooks and crannies in our homes that have ways for smoke to get in. And they had all the sleeping rooms upstairs. So 
everyone, um, you know, was upstairs asleep and the smoke got in through those crevices and just kept them asleep. Yeah. And they didn't wake up. And we hear about all of these tragedies, but what we don't hear about is when smoke detectors work and they save lives. And it's a, a good ending to the story. And the bottom line then, of course, is get one. Get your hands on one if you don't have one. In Louisiana, it's very easy to get one free installed in your own home. Obviously, that's only for Louisiana, but many states probably have similar programs. Absolutely, they do. And we are very fortunate to have had this in place for now 10 years, uh, and it's grown every year. In fact, this past year, a couple months ago, we got a really awesome, the biggest grant we've gotten from FEMA to really pile up our inventory. We have 17,000 smoke alarms to give out over the next year uh, through installations through Operation Save-A-Life, which is our program. Operation Save-A-Life partners our agency with local fire departments. Those fire departments have the smoke alarms that we provide. And those fire departments go into homes to install those smoke alarms. And that's important because number one, they know where those smoke alarms will work best. So the best location, but they also wanna guarantee that it is working and, and doing what it's supposed to do before they leave. So the program calls for an installation in your home for free, especially for families who just can't really prioritize this kind of thing with some of the other things that they've got to look at with their, you know, their bottom lines every month. So. We've got that program rolling, especially with that big grant we've got right now. And there are many states that have programs like this with different words, but the same concept. And so it's very easy. You either call your local fire department, do not go to the fire department because they cannot just give it to you. Call them so they can schedule coming out to install the alarm in your home. And if that particular department doesn't partner with us or they're out right now, you can go to our website, lasfm.org, and you can register for the smoke alarm there. And when we get that tip, if we do know that that particular department does work with us, we can get them the alarms to get into your home. If they don't, then we will go ahead and have a deputy come install them and then try to get that fire department on board with our program. It doesn't get much easier than that. You guys do a great job with that program. Uh, and if you don't live in Louisiana, uh, just Google uh, free smoke alarm, free smoke detector in your state and see what programs are out there or just call your local fire station. I'm sure they will be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, Ashley, I also want to talk a little bit about carbon monoxide uh, because it seems like natural disasters are getting more common. We just had the big ice storm uh, that crippled much of the country not too long ago in the south. There are hurricanes in the northeast, superstorms and blizzards and a lot of things that can knock power out and then people turn to alternative sources of heat that can lead to carbon monoxide and what do you recommend as far as carbon monoxide detectors uh, a separate detector all in one so actually there's multiple opportunities here and you're absolutely right the concept of carbon monoxide uh, poisoning has increased uh, across the country but really in Louisiana that wasn't something that we really talked about but the more disasters that we have the more situations where power is out for a longer period of time, more and more people are getting portable generators and not educating themselves before they use them. In addition, uh, this past year with Ida, we learned something that we didn't realize before that these standby home generators, they can also be a major carbon monoxide danger. And so we've got tips on those too. So first of all, carbon monoxide alarms can come by themselves or they can come as a combination alarm with your smoke alarm. And we certainly advise if you've got the opportunity to get a combination alarm, do it. But if you can't, getting that carbon monoxide alarm by itself, 20 bucks, put it on a bookshelf because 
Carbon monoxide, not like smoke, does not rise. It just stays with the level of the air. So you want to not have it too high up, but you want to have it in a place that's near some of the objects in your home that may create a carbon monoxide hazard, like fireplaces, uh, water heaters, anything that has a fuel source can also create carbon monoxide from the use of that fuel source. So that's going to be where you want to put it. Of course, somewhere near your kitchen would be helpful if you have a garage door that works too. And the purpose of those is to identify carbon monoxide because that is also what they call a silent killer. It is not something that you're going to smell. You, if you're awake, will start to notice sick, sickness, dizziness, nausea, headaches. But if you're asleep, it's going to do what smoke does and it's going to keep you asleep and you'll never have a chance. So it's important to have both of these. And the carbon monoxide alarm sounds different than the smoke alarm. And that was something that this past year's um, fire prevention week really honed in on the, the sounds of fire safety. We all know that smoke alarm, that beep, 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 but the carbon monoxide alarm can sound a little bit like the chime of someone walking in your home. So you really have to be aware of what that sounds like. It's more a beep, 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 beep. It's four of them, but it will keep going if it is your carbon monoxide alarm. And a lot of people who didn't realize that they had them in their homes because it came with their stand home standby generator found when it was going off, they didn't know what it was. And when they finally figured it out, they said, it must be something to do with our, our you know, generator. I don't know why, let me call the fire department. So fortunately with Ida, we did not have what we had after Laura, where we had nine deaths from the portable generators and the carbon monoxide poisoning there. But we did have a lot of carbon monoxide calls, which is a great thing because we're being alerted, but it's not a great thing because we still have that danger. So on portable generators, if people are gonna utilize those, you definitely do not want to put that in any enclosure. And this includes putting it on your patio. You gotta keep it 20 feet away from your home. You've got the situation like we mentioned in Slidell. There are many nooks and crannies in our homes, even though they are very well um, you know, insulated, there's still spots where things can come in from the outside. Carbon monoxide is one of them. You wanna keep these 20 feet away from your home keep the opportunity for that carbon monoxide not to gather and to get into your home. And this is, of course, garages. It doesn't matter if that door is open. You have confined it within three other walls and you put it next to a door that comes into your home. That is a danger. Do not put it in your garage, Do not put it close to your patio, 20 feet away. And if we're talking about those um, standby generators, what we've learned, if this is a situation where you're going to be using those constantly for multiple days, give them breaks. Um, give them a chance to clear that carbon dioxide out so it's not collecting near the, the exteriors of your home, even if it's placed by all the specifications. But that's the second thing. Make sure they're placed by all the manufacturer specifications. There was a lot of people who found that that was not the case. There were some people who found that there was just put right next to a dryer vent. That's away in your home, and that's how it was getting there. So we just ask everyone to be mindful, be aware of the, of the, the devices that you're using and the dangers that come with them and how to handle them. One more tip on that portable generator we also found issues with, when you're going to refill the fuel, turn it off first and leave it off to cool down for 20 minutes. We actually had at least two or three that I can think of burn injuries, severe burn injuries from individuals who decided to keep that generator running while they refueled it. We also had two home fires that came from that. While the person was not injured badly, it splashed back, created a fire, and then because it was too close to the home, caught the home on fire. Oh. So these are very simple things. If you're going to utilize these alternative forms of you know, power or heating, 
please be smart about it. There is no point in trying to take these extra efforts if you won't even be able to enjoy the electricity or the heat that it provides because you will not be alive to do that. Yeah. And speaking of giving those devices a break, uh, talking about space heaters too, that big Bronx fire in New York that killed 17 people, um, they're saying now that that was a space heater that was just left running and running for days. And that is not advisable, right? Right. And that definitely fits into our home heating um, safety tips. If you're going to utilize a space heater, it needs to be three to five feet away from any combustible items. So that includes blankets, that includes curtains, that includes comforters. Um, also, we advise if you step out of the room or even leave the house, it needs to be turned off. Now, a lot of these um, uh, that people use are older kind. The newer kind have automatic shutoffs. So after a certain amount of time, it will turn off on its own. Even if it gets knocked over, it knows when it's off of its you know, steady base and it will turn itself off. So that will prevent it from maybe catching a, a rug on fire. Um, other issues that we find with uh, individuals utilizing space heaters, they will oftentimes plug them into extension cords because where the plug is in the wall is not close to wherever it is that they're sitting or, or wanting to lay down. And um, they wanna try to plug that into an extension cord. The problem there is those devices draw a lot of power. And if you're pulling that through something as vulnerable as an extension cord, you're creating a, a heat hazard, a, a burn hazard through the wiring, which can then create a fire hazard. So we wanna make sure all of those appliances are plugged right into the wall. And you shouldn't try to get comfortable because we, won't want, we don't want you having that running when it's unattended and sleeping means unattended. So it shouldn't be dragged all the way to your bed or your couch um, you know, from a, a plug across the wall. Uh, it should be where it is. And if you need to bundle up, just bundle up. Um, and then also we find that people tend to use stoves and ovens when they don't have any other opportunities. And we certainly understand that individuals have limited means, but using stoves or ovens are not safe. The ovens, we're bringing in a carbon monoxide danger there. The stoves, you're bringing in an open flame and a carbon monoxide danger there. It's just not smart to do. Just don't do that. And then lastly, we also know that people can turn to, to candles. Uh, we, don't, we don't advise that as well, but the key is if you've got to use them, make sure that they are also three to five feet away from combustibles and that if you leave the room or leave the home, turn them off, extinguish them, make sure nothing's on. And you know, these are things, safety tips that many of us have heard before, but someone like you and your job, these investigators who have to respond out to these scenes, these firefighters uh, who see all of this tragedy, and you realize just how preventable it really is. So it is worth repeating. What's just your bottom line message to really drive this home? Really, it is that it can be you. It can happen to you and it will happen to you if you don't invest in the safety in your home and all it takes is just being aware of the possible hazards in your home. Take a look around. See if there's a, a power strip that has seven things plugged into it. Take some of those out. Take a look around when you've got a candle going. Um, what's around it? it? It's very simple things. If you know you're busy in the kitchen and you happen to put a, a towel down really close to the stove that's on, these things, just be conscious at all times, be aware, be alert, and make sure everybody in the home is the same way. Fire is everyone's fight. Everybody's got a role in this. And uh, we can all make sure that these fires remain preventable if we just stay aware and we invest in our safety. 
Very well said. Our thanks to Ashley Rodrigue, the Public Affairs Director for the Louisiana Office of the State Fire Marshal. Again, no matter where you live, look up the free programs in your state. Find the free smoke detectors out there. Take advantage of all of this free assistance uh, and make sure you're ready, not just in these winter months, but the entire year. Thanks so much, Ashley. All right, thanks again to Ashley. Uh, just especially important to think about these things this time of the year uh, as there are so many home fires, so many more uh, in these cold months as much of the nation gets blasted with cold air. We're